And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers. Class is officially back in session. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Turntable Teachers and subscribe to our website at www.turntableteachers.com to keep up with all the latest blogs and episodes and merchandise from our show. This episode was our second edition of the Night School Instagram Live series, where we have guests come on our show each week to share and review new music. On this episode, we had Salem Mass rapper Trevi join us. If you actually want to watch this episode, you can head to our Turntable Teachers YouTube page, linked in the description of this episode. Uh, This hour was more of an interview, and then hour two was where we got into more of like the sharing music and reviewing the songs that we were listening to. If you want to go listen to that hour, that is also available to watch on YouTube and stream uh, on any podcast platform that you use. Whether you're an artist yourself or just a fan of music, you can actually join in on the conversation and submit songs live to our show each week, and that airs on Thursday nights, uh, typically at 8 p.m., but uh, depending upon uh, scheduling, it can be a little bit earlier. So tune into our Instagram page uh, each week to find out times. But if you happen to miss a weekly episode, don't worry, just follow our Spotify Discover playlist, which we update weekly with the songs that we shared and reviewed. And uh, that link is in the description of this episode as well. For without further ado, here is my interview with Trevi and hope you enjoy. Welcome everybody to the show tonight. How are you? Interview with Trevi tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about what he's been up to. And uh, here he is now. Trevi, what's going on, bud? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, dude. Nice to see you. Good to see you as well. Obviously, what's up? Oh, no, thank you for coming, man. And uh, how's quarantining? You know, it's uh, it's going okay. Yeah, Te- yeah, teaching remotely. You know, working on the, the show and stuff. It's really, you know, and then just trying to take care of myself as much as possible. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, Remind me again, uh, what grade you teach? So I teach uh, sophomores and seniors. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, so it's it's like for me, it's a little easier. So, so these are important classes that they're taking. Oh, well, for sure. Like, I mean, my, I mean, my seniors are trying to graduate, you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. like one of those things where, you know, it's the end. And then they're missing out on like all the senior year stuff. Like you, I'm, I'm sure you remember like, oh, yeah. you know, senior week, you know, prom, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously graduation and every kind of everything that kind of yeah. encompasses that. Like think about everybody that can't have graduation parties, man. It just, it kind of just breaks my heart. Cause that's like a pivotal moment. Like you kind of like, you look forward to those moments, you know? A thousand yeah. percent. My uh, my little sister, she was a senior in college this year, and and her oh, semester wow. just cut. And that's that's yeah, brutal. like uh, like all like imagine not having your last semester. Like every that's the most fun it's time crazy. of your life. So yeah, oh, absolutely. And even just from like a you know educational standpoint, like you know we've been out since March. You know you're missing probably about a, a third of the year. So you're looking at probably every grade is going to just be, you know, not where yeah. they should be, you know what I mean? In terms exactly. of like next year and things like that. So it kind of just sets everything back. I think that just like society as a whole has just like taken a step back. I think at this point, you know, I think yeah, everything is, I think we just have to come to those terms and kind of accept that that's the reality at this point. Yeah. You know? It's um, it's definitely a weird 
a weird time overall, man. Like, yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody's affected in some way. Um, Absolutely. Big or small. Uh, just trying to be as thankful as possible that you're not in a worse situation. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's, it's starting to hit close to home to everybody. It's, it's a scary thing, but uh, I don't know. Everyone's pushing through. It seems like everyone's trying to do what they can. And like you said, like you're working full time, like it's still, you're still grinding every day. It's oh, exactly. No, I'm blessed for that. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people that got laid off or don't are out of jobs right now. It's just, it's a tough time, oh, yeah. man, you know? So oh, yeah. it, it's one of those things where, you know, like you said, everybody's being affected right now. We all kind of have to sort of just readjust our, you know, what's important and what we're thinking, you know what I mean? Because it's easy, you know, for us to try to just sit at home while, you know, people are putting like risking their lives to, you know, help the greater good. Absolutely. It's really, you know what I mean? So to say, you know, to sit here and complain and be like, oh, I'm bored. Like, this sucks. Like, it, it's not, it, one, it doesn't do any good. And two, like, yeah. like you just said, it could be so much worse. Yeah, so. absolutely. Just just being thankful for for being in a healthy situation and, and being thankful for those that are helping to end this. Like, uh, everyone out there that's actually working is uh, absolutely, absolutely pivotal in this. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a good time to, to get down to work. You just have to completely adjust your entire schedule and, and your uh, like ways of working. Uh, oh, for sure. Cause it's hard to like, you know, work from home essentially. Cause you're never, oh, yeah. you could, you could get up at, you know, 12 and you roll out of bed at 12 and start working and, and, and then just have an unproductive day or like the complete opposite. You Can't could be say somebody that that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or like you could, or it could be complete opposite. Like, you don't have that boundary and you maybe you're like a work, like traditionally maybe like a workaholic and you know, you're working like past the point you should because yeah. you just ha like, you can't separate that anymore. You know what I mean? Kids just like pack it up and go home. You know, I mean, I even have a hard time with that, like answering emails and things like that. You oh, know, yeah. just like, it's trying to be able to like, okay, I'm not going to check my phone from, you know, whatever, eight or nine o'clock onward yeah. or like whatever time you kind of set per day for that. But like, or shut your shut your shut yourself off, you know? Yeah. Like I was just saying, like with the whole self-care thing, like that's just like so important right now. Cause I think it's really the mental health piece of it, I think is a, a piece that we're not talking about enough. I mean, maybe people are, I don't know, but. No, a, th a thousand percent, especially yeah. um, once you start having your financial situation affected Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like your relationships, like like everybody's yeah. so far away from people, it's not really the exact same situation. So I, yeah, everyone's mentally got it's it's something to watch out. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but no question. Like, what you what you were saying on the like working from home and trying to get like your balance time. How are you doing your best to like balance podcast versus the the job? Like, like how are you? Yeah, I mean, that. it's always been, uh, you know, a, a juggling act for me, I think, you know, in terms of figuring out, you know, what times to kind of section off to do all these things. It's yeah. actually, to be honest with you, I feel like I have more time and more uh, with the podcast to actually like do more things with it because I'm not coaching right now. And that's like, yeah. that was like a big part of like my life, you know, just all year round I was coaching, whether it was in season or I do my own kind of like side yeah, training you and, business. You and uh, McKenna. Well, shout out McKenna, right? Yeah, big shout so, out McKenna. Shout out McKenna. Um, <laughs> oh, so 
I meant to say this to you. He's a really before, great kid. I love oh, he's, that kid. Oh, he's the man. Like he's, I mean, he's a future business partner of mine. Like we're, we're tight as hell. Hopefully he pops up on here at some point. Absolutely. But uh, he's, he's a good, he's good shit. But no, the time, the moment that when I met you, you, you said the same thing. You're like, oh, you look familiar. And we kind of obviously figured out. That, yeah. I just, that I we, like just from hope. Yeah. Exactly. And that we knew each yeah, other. So, close towns. So, so I have, a, I have a funny story for you. And I didn't realize this until about a couple of days ago, actually. So not to like get off on a sidetrack, but I had to, I have to mention this. Hit me. Uh, so when I used to hang out with McKenna all the time, right? And like, so yeah. just for backstory, uh, for the people that don't know us. Uh, so Trevi's from Salem and I'm from Danvers. And anybody that doesn't geographically understand, they're like literally bordering. So, I mean, pretty. And then obviously you and I had some of the same circles just in terms of like kids, same kids we knew. I mean, we yeah, both yeah. played ball. Like if you played sports in high school, like you genuinely knew the sports kids. So, um, but I never kind of really crossed paths with you, but weirdly enough, I used to hang out with your brother a ton and I just, I didn't realize yeah. you guys were even brothers. Kyle, yeah. Your brother, Kyle with McKenna. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I didn't either until I think either, I think you posted a picture with him in it and I'm like, damn, that kid oh, looks yeah, familiar. I and I was like, I posted for his birthday the other day. That's right. And I was like, oh my God. Well, one, I, he's, he's freaking hilarious. He's like one of yeah, the funniest dudes a, I've ever met in my life. He's a clown. He's an absolute clown. But I didn't, I like said, I didn't put two and two together. I had no idea you guys were even brothers. And I was like, no yeah. way. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah, that, that's the, uh, that's the likes pictures. Okay, that makes sense then. That definitely <laughs> makes sense. He, oh my God, he was a freaking riot dude. Like some of the shit he would do. <laughs> I won't even get into right now, but, um, but anyway, go, kind of going back to what you were saying about the balance, um, you know, it's something I've been doing, like I said, for a while. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to keep a structure with it. Like, okay, trying to like our, our day right now is basically 8am to noon, you know what yeah. I mean? In terms of like, so, so I'm like 8am to noon, I'm like, you know, focus from Monday through Friday, focusing on teaching stuff. And then whatever I can do with my podcast stuff in the afternoon is kind of what I do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm like, I'm finding new ways to sort of like uh, manage my time a little better and stuff like that. So like an example, like I'm doing this, like, you know, I plan out almost like my like social media, Instagram posts for the week too. Like one of my social media uh, content creator, like yeah. he sends me whatever he does for the week, like for the next week. And then I just like save them all as drafts and then just like go post them. So that way I'm not like, you know, like yeah. just little shit like that to like save myself some time. Save time, right? yeah. Absolutely. So Put it's just sort of figuring out like, new ways to, you know, figure out, you know, just schedule, like you said, be more efficient. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think that's a really good thing to do. Um, I've been doing similar, just trying to chop out certain sections of the day where you're grinding for work. I, my, mine's a little different from you because you probably have the set online classes. You have that set time schedule. I just have like random meetings here and there. Right. Uh, so it's it's tougher to like base, I, I think, to not have my like normal routine of taking the tea into the city every day. Uh, like Like you're there, like you said, you're there the entire time. And then all of a sudden it's, you're in the same spot every day having to find those times to block in, okay, here's like seven hours of work, three hours of work here or whatever, whatever your balance is. Like, right. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's, well, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's an adjustment. Well, it's same with you because you obviously you work on music. And so that's like one of the things I wanted to mention to you too, I think is so funny. You're very, uh, you're sort of outward about this. 
critical, but also like really important as well. Like you, you kind of, your, your thing is like, I, uh, I'm the only rapper with an, with an engineering degree, which I find <laughs> hysterical. Yeah, but, that's, but it's that, cool because you're that's saying, the okay, tag like, line. <laughs> yeah, I'm a rapper, but I also like, you know, I'm smart and I used it in a different way and things like that. So kind of tell yeah. me like, tell me a little bit like, sorry, I want to kind of relay that same question to you. Yeah. Like how, how on a normal daily schedule in the real world and then versus now, like how do you manage both of those, uh, you know, kind of endeavors? And then also, um, you know, what does it kind of mean to you to like be an engineer, but also a rapper, which is a very unique combination? Um, I think for me, I, I'd probably say that like, the coolest part about it for me is that I can focus on two completely different avenues of my brain. Um, and at the same time, a lot of it is very similar. Um, right. So what, wait, what's just the, what like, kind of engineer are you exactly? So I, I got a management engineering degree with a focus in civil from WPI. Okay. Um, and so I work for like a construction management firm where we go and like, build buildings, do uh, interior fit out work, whatever it is uh, for different projects. I've worked for a few different companies now, um, but it's, it's cool that you have a completely mathematical side of the brain, like problem solving stuff during the day. And then you can translate that into music so much. Like when you're breaking down a song, you're breaking down the beats, like everything, in your voice, like when you're editing, whatever it is, like everything is so mathematical that you gotta almost uh, like an equation. Yeah, and like building out, building out the beats is the same way. Um, so, so I'm using and and like problem solving, just just coming up with different ideas, different avenues, social media wise, whatever it is, like trying to do different things. It's it's I just think it's funny how it works that like I can kind of just switch it off and on whenever I need to um for like the actual focus of it oh absolutely uh, that is actually uh, definitely a skill but i think it's great that you're able to kind of realize that you know you had a talent for both and you want to be able to still do both while you can and i think that's really really great man um and yeah. i like like you said like the dichotomy of you're using like your problem solving side but then how it helps your creative side i i think that that's that's interesting because uh, yeah. like you said the, the creative side like, like that's the that's the most important, like my most, my favorite side, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like the being able to create something and turn one word, one idea into an entire song, entire album, whatever it is. Um, like being able to actually see something be created is such a cool feeling. And it's the same thing with my regular job where I'm seeing like a final product of a building or a final product of a space that is completed, like, that new people are going to use and same thing with music like new people are going to listen to your words and your message and i don't know it's like a it's a cool mix i guess yeah yeah well i mean i actually it's funny even the more you explain it i feel like it even kind of goes the other way too because in a way i mean if you so if i'm understanding correctly you're almost working with like architectural stuff yeah kind of absolutely, like yeah. so that's i mean that's creative in itself as well yeah architecture obviously so i think that you're kind of you are double dipping a little bit so they, yeah, there is more bit. but no but it's a good thing right because there's more like to that as well like i mean i do the same thing like i'm an english teacher and then i do this music podcast and yeah and i you're annotating yeah. the music exactly right 
I mean, for lack, for lack of a better, you know, actually the best word you probably could use is annotating, right? Like, and just using the analytical part of my brain. I mean, it's two different things, but like to do different mediums, but I still do it. And that's just, yeah. I've found that to be like something natural that comes to me and, you know, like, no, that's awesome that you can streamline it in two ways, in two different things. I think like not boxing yourself in, I think is the most like important part. Um, yeah. I almost and, relate that to like sports when we were kids, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like trying to play as many sports as possible, like not just being like, all right, I'm a basketball player by the time you're six, like trying it all out. You know what I mean? I think that that's, it, it's just you know, life. It's, it's just, you want to try as many different things, even within your own music. Like you try different avenues, try to hit different, like completely different sounds and you're finding what you like best. And it's the same thing. Like we do a completely different adventure, whatever it is, you find the things that you like and that's, what makes the best out of it you know what i mean oh for sure absolutely man um so what kind of so when did you kind of start rapping though because it seems like obviously you were i mean you still obviously went to school to be an engineer and you're working in the field now but when did you kind of decide like you wanted to like really start to really focus on rapping as well yeah so um i've been around the music space my entire life like my father has been in every single genre of band uh always playing different music um so i've just been exposed to so many different types of music for my whole life and obviously as a kid growing up like we'd freestyle and and just have the the battle the bus with the basketball teams <laughs> like uh you'd have all that uh but i really started taking music seriously like probably my june it was like the end of my junior year of college uh my boy T-Raf, shout out to him. He's actually over there working on some music right now. Oh, um, nice. He's, he's uh, like my main producer. Does uh, I, I would have nothing without him. The kid crushes music. Um, but he uh, started like really taking it seriously. And we started like going to the studio together. And uh, it just immediately, like once I started writing and having like a full outlet to explain everything and it's also just a creative piece that like you're explaining your emotions feelings thoughts whatever it is and you're putting it into rhymes and cool sounds and, and flows and like things that people actually enjoy to listen to it's a cool thing so like immediately junior year or so of college so about three and a half years now ago um that's when we really just okay started taking it serious yeah oh that's i mean that's well, you have to always, obviously you start somewhere, but I think it's it's really great that you, it, it's like so innate in you almost because it started when you were so young. And I, I so I'm, if I'm not mistaken, so do you use a lot of like, your some old pictures of you with uh, like with music stuff, like on your album covers? Like, is that, is that you? I and, did, it, I did on one, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, because I feel like when I saw, when I was going through some of your, some of your stuff, yeah. like when we, when uh, we bumped, when we uh, crossed paths. Yeah. When did, when did I come to your show? When was that show? That was November, right? Uh, yeah, that was when you, November, when you or, show with Washi late, late October. That was, um, okay. Like right after the album dropped that had that cover art. Exactly. Uh, All right, that's what it was then. That's, the, that's why I'm the, remembering it. It's like you the, like the young uh, photo laying down with like, is it like a, a guitar on like the bed with you or some shit? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, and then the back of that, what, uh, like the back cover with the track list, that one was a picture of me just, as like a probably a five-year-old just sick as anything throwing up like on my pops like passing yeah. out <laughs> um, so i kind of wanted to 
I kind of want to have the front cover like it's like a wholesome vibe, and then the back cover is like shit. Like it's it's throwing up. like it's it's uh, the, dark, <laughs> the darker side. So like sure, and, and that's kind of how my music goes. Like I, I have like the softer like more like love song vibe songs, um, mm -hmm. smoke songs, and then uh, I have like more like the the harder stuff too. So I, I like a mix, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, even when you were at, when you um, I saw you perform, I felt like there was definitely two sides of you as well um, in that regard. So how do you, how does your family feel about your music, though? Like, do they like it? Are they like your biggest critics, biggest fans? Mix oh, I feel like they're the biggest supporters. It depends on which one, though. On who you're talking about? Because I feel like Kyle, so, so I don't know. Knowing that, him, I don't know like, he know might be the shit. He's like me. He's always been exposed to a music. A musical ear like he's always been around it so he like if i send him something uh like a song i'm working on thinking about releasing whatever he'll come back with the notes like he's like oh you could have said this a little bit differently yeah um, and sometimes we'll have the same opinion and we'll i'll fix certain things or uh but also like i like different things um but yeah so he's he's obviously like he supports it heavy he's comes out to every show that he can um but he also like he wants to work with it which is like because he has a creative brain too which is really mm -hmm. cool um but then the rest of my family everybody's like everyone's very supportive of it um they're 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 proud of it they come up my little sister especially she comes up to every show she's front row she's <laughs> she's screaming awesome. her head off uh i love that 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 shit's cool yeah that's all. Oh, that's dope, man. No, because it's like, I feel like it could go either way. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you're like the closest people to you could either be or a mix of both, honestly, like your biggest fans or your biggest critics. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think that like, I mean, even like my mom is, is like that, too. Like, she, she'll be the first to like tell me if something's wrong with not wrong with what I did, but like um, the first time to say, oh, like you need to fix this or like you were you did this too many times in that episode or like, I don't know, she's just. Yeah. always you know what i mean but like at the end of the day like she's my biggest fan too so like i, I wasn't just wasn't sure yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the yeah. people the people that you keep around you want to see you succeed like that's exactly that's a great thing yeah that's dope that's dope speaking of washi so you got a new single coming out with washi on tuesday is that correct is that what is that, uh, that, that date that's, that's what i'm hearing yeah that's um, what we're hearing yeah it's uh it's something that we had worked on uh like last summer last summer like end of last summer almost uh okay. we started talking about uh getting the track together um and then we we worked on it uh got him a verse and then we actually ended up performing it at that show um like one of his last songs oh so it's that song because i was i was there for that so yeah, if yeah, i'm remembering that one. somewhat correctly okay so that's all right awesome. yeah uh, what's, the, what's the title of it I think we can drop the name. I don't know because he didn't even put it in his post. Uh, SB Dunks. That's the name. SB, of that. Oh no! Oh, he did. Oh, he did put it in the in the name. Did he? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. All SB right. Dunks. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, it's called SB Dunks. Um, it should be a actually. A, it's like a. It's almost like a smoker vibe. Like it's it's kind of like uh, a little old school. It's like, like it, it kind of has that that like Mac Miller feel. Like and I actually, I put a I. Uh, I dropped uh, a Mac lot, lot, like reference in there um, that I thought was cool. Um, 
which which part of Mac you referencing? Like, so we're talking like kids, Blue Slide Park. We talking most recent <laughs> shit? Because I mean, he's evolved I, as an artist. I, so. Yeah, I I, uh, I got in there following Mac more so like kids. So like, like that kids, was yeah. why I started kind of following him. And I had one line um, in the song where I I say like like I'm talking about like where we would be driving in like late high school, like, like the whole. The whole idea of the track is to like bring nostalgia, like bring sure. back like your high school memories. Like you're you're with your boys, you're driving around like different towns, acting a fool. Um, and and uh, I said like bumping kids was required. R.I.P. Mac. <laughs> Nike's on my feet, like I'm Stanley on that, uh, because like he had the Nikes on my feet. Yep. Shit. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, I yeah. got you. Yeah, well, if you if you're our age, if you're our age, you you that's where yeah. you started with yeah. Mac. You started with kids. You started that's with Nike's kids. on my feet. Like, yeah. Yeah. He was. I still, yeah. He was a legend. He came out oh, at a Wiz Khalifa show in the Seaport. Um, the so, the one that, outside. Yeah, like the Pavilion one there. Pavilion. Um, I like that venue a lot, by the way. That's like yeah. low key. I don't know. A lot of people talk about this as a venue. Like I, I didn't hear anybody talking about that venue until I went there. And I, I've seen like three shows there since the first time I went there. It's dope. As, it's dope as fuck. In, especially in the summertime. Yeah. It's in the summer and you, you walk out, you just go to the bars right there. Like it, it's, it's especially amazing. what they've done with Seaport. Oh yeah. It's completely yeah. changed. 15 Incredible. Years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that, that, that's a really cool place to see shows. Um, I saw Wiz Currency, uh, Chevy Woods, and, oh my God. and they had a guest appearance of Mac there <laughs> in, was it like, like freshman year of high school or something like that? It I was, was about to say because it was the like, coolest time. Yeah. Wiz was really popular, like mixtape Wiz. I'm not talking like, like oh, yeah. the, you know, later on the, you know, back end of the 2010s. I'm talking like. Yeah. Cushion OJ, I'm talking oh. like, yeah, you know, those, those, um, oh my God, Flight School, like those, like, uh, mixtapes were unbelievable. Yeah. Like, he was, some of the best. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Yeah. People say, like, mixtape Wayne. And, and I, and I, I see that. Like, I, I liked mixtape Wayne I mean, as well. Album, like, Wayne, album Wayne's crazy too, though. <laughs> I, exactly. I never felt like Wiz, uh, album Wiz was ever that crazy to me. I don't know. Even like his opening, uh, I, I mean, I did like his, I think his, uh, debut album whatever you want to call it rolling papers i thought that was decent. yeah but After i mean papers is a, nah is a yeah nah like the best wiz khalifa was mixtape wiz and that was like like i said right when you and i were in high school like yeah like 2008 9 10 like up that exactly um boy <laughs> little nicky's in here what's up little nicky shout out him he just dropped his album recently so shout out to him he's got a track on here he wants us to listen to at some point uh when we get to okay. some of the some of the listening songs People that are in this chat, that one, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us. We're here with Trevi, and uh, he's got a new single coming on Tuesday with Washi. I think Washi's still in here, too. Shout out, Washi. And uh, so it's called SB Dunks. Make sure you take uh, a listen to that. And, yeah, thank you again for joining us. If you have any songs you'd like us to review on the spot, we did this a few weeks ago with Zafir. Had some fans just kind of drop in the comments any songs they'd like us to review at the end of the show just on the spot. They can be your own if you're an artist. They can just be a song that you're vibing with that you want other people to know. Uh, we did, like I said, we did with Zafir a few weeks ago, and it was a ton of fun. So feel free to drop comments in there, and we'll, we'll get to those a little bit. 
uh, in j just a little bit here, but uh, talking a little bit with Trevi here. I do want to talk about one more thing with you before we get to that, though. Okay. Uh, because right before quarantine, well, first of all, again, thank you for, you know, taking so much time and, and you, uh, you're taking your time with us tonight. I really, really appreciate oh, it. I, dude, I, I, like I said, I, you were like, I swear to God, you're on this like list of people that, and like towards the top, like you were like one of the next, I'm not just saying that either. <laughs> and then like quarantine happened and I'm like, shit. So we'll have to get you in here. Like when all this kind of subsides, but this for now, this will do for now. Absolutely. Um, but I just reviewed a song of yours uh Wimbledon with Sammy Adams yeah. another yeah. guy that you know I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit so Sammy Adams was like really the only Boston rapper I can recall when we were in high school like I didn't really Sammy remember Adams, anybody I'm, else like Mountain. really from the city that was vibing I think now there's a, such a great culture in Boston uh with yeah. with our, with rap especially but so one I want to ask you if you were ever one if you were a fan of Sammy Adams I'm guessing you were but I want to hear from you and two, like, what was it like to get on track with him? And then I know you even toured with him as well. So tell me a little bit about uh, some of that. Yeah, so um, we got on the track together, and then there was an opportunity to go on uh, his, like, mini holiday tour. Um, it was going to be three shows. Ended up being two, uh, some map with the New York venue. But uh, I was down in Jersey at uh, the Stone Pony, where, like, Springsteen kind of started. Um, all the mem memorabilia was up and everything. It was a really That's dope. sick. And then uh, we had a Boston show at Paradise Rock Club. Um, One of my favorite venues. Really cool venue. Went there a lot, like in high school. Oh, saw, yeah. Saw uh, Logic there. Saw J. Cole Dollar a Dream there. Dude, that was well. That was the one where he was like going around each city and not telling people where he was going to play, right? And then yeah. each ticket was a dollar or some shit. So he would tweet out the location the day of. So I was a senior in high school, uh, skipped school uh, with like my girlfriend at the time. And then we drove into Boston. We just kind of waited around for the tweet from J. Cole. Uh, we had like the notifications on for when he would tweet. He tweet out the location, tweet at Paradise Rock Club. You just drive there and then the ticket, uh, tickets were a dollar. That's like, so sick. Dude. Like, it was such a cool concept to do. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, and he, he like, performed, like, all, like, his, like, most intimate songs. Uh, he was, like, taking requests from the crowd. Actually, one of the, your boys from Danvers was there, and J. Cole passed him the mic. And he no way. did a whole verse. Ah, oh, my, my boy's name, I'm blanking it right now. Went to Assumption. Anthony Cordoba? Anthony Cordoba. He spit the whole verse. That's right. Oh, my God. Verse. I remember that. He got a mic from, from J. Cole and spit a verse. What a That's unbelievable insane. moment for him, huh? Oh, my God. I remember my whole crew at the time, like that, that friend group. Like, because we, we all worked together. We all worked for um, Coach Walsh. That can yeah. say. For, for the, you know, just uh, landscaping Le the cemeteries. Le and legend stuff. of the area. Oh my God! It was absolutely it was, legend of the area, Coach Walsh. Coach Walsh. Oh, I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, in the basketball realm, he still is. But either way, <laughs> so it was crazy because we all go to work like the next day, and one of my one of my buddies at the time, he was like, he was like, bro, he's like, Cordova got on stage and was like spitting and shit. And it was like kind of before like Instagram was really a thing. Like nobody, it wasn't like people like putting shit on Instagram, putting shit yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Like, I mean, Facebook was a thing, but it wasn't really like for that. 
and he's yeah. showing us like the videos and stuff and we were like yo this is like that was so dope yeah i can't believe that so yeah. it's so funny you saw logic there too because i saw him that was the first couple times i saw logic was the paradise rock so you we definitely were at the same yeah, probably the same, same venue. Right, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which is why it's crazy i've like never you know how many people we mutually know it's so funny that you and i like it took exactly. us this long to cross paths exactly um, so funny but so like being able to see artists like that on that stage and then be able to play there like, like that was just an unbelievable feeling it must have been a dream dude it, yeah it was it was just like it couldn't even explain it like like knowing that i was standing on the other side of it like uh watching like, these big name artists and like even like playing like middle east shows like that like a lot of people have played middle east downstairs a lot of big that's names. where everybody starts man Middle yeah, East downstairs like, is, is, is like notoriously known for that. M has played there. Kendrick has played there. The Migos have played there. Like, like big, big names have all played there. And like, it's a cool feeling to like be able to be in those same, that same position, pushing for the same things. Brock Hampton, I don't know if you're a fan of them. I saw them like right away uh, when they, when they start, really got hot and it was like the best show I've ever been to. They're like, I have videos, me and my buddy with videos of like Don McLennan from Brock Hampton, like, not even two feet away from me like like hanging from a pole like spitting yeah. his verse just like that's it was um, merlin coming out just, it was unbelievable that's but amazing. uh no that's yeah it, it paired that's so cool like and i actually want to um i think i saw an Insta one of the pictures on instagram or something uh it seemed like you were like a pretty good crowd too like it wasn't yeah, just like yeah. oh i opened up at you know paradise rock and there was like five people there like you legitimately <laughs> had like this place uh, was yeah. packed out. This place was absolutely rocking. Boston's a tough crowd, man. Like it, it's, uh, it, if you're from if you're from Boston, like and I, I think that's partially the reason. Like, I mean, if you think about it, how many artists, big names, have come truly out of Boston versus every other city, it, like versus the Atlantas, the Chicagos, like it, not as many artists really make it or, or get to a, a stature in their career that they're desiring to get to. Aerosmith? Oh. Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Diggs. Um, <laughs> but... Like, well, in, in terms of rap, more, in terms more of so rappers, in rap. you're absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely, yeah. more so in rap. Because um, Malfi doesn't count. Oh, Malfi should count. I mean, he, can't, he does, but... Like, uh, What's the update there? Is he is he around? We, we... Well, that's my thing. Like, I mean, did he ever? No, no, I, right. I, say, I think we say like make it. Like maybe I don't know. Been on the radio or like yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Some kind of big name. I, I think the only one that really comes to mind off the top of my head is Cousin Stiz. Um, just yes. in terms of like Absolutely. at a point where people in the game like know him. Like he's worked with like numerous yes. guys, Buddy who was just on Dreamville. Uh, he's worked with Freddie Gibbs. I mean, yes. he, he's been, you know, yeah, he's worked but, with a lot of guys. But, but more so my point is that, is like, I think there's a big culture in music around places getting behind their hometown artists first. Like people seem to blow up in Atlanta and then expand. People seem to blow up in Toronto, then expand. Like. like like people support within that community. Um, but I, I just think Boston has, I don't get me wrong, love Boston. Boston's everywhere. Oh, me too, me too. Uh, but I think Boston has just, and it's, it's because of like 
the way we grew up with our sports and it's like an attitude like like Boston it is an attitude you need to prove yourself before we start loving you like think of any any player who comes to a team for Boston like it's not it's never just instant like love for that like Boston has like a prove yourself attitude you got to win all the time yeah and, and so like until you're something you're kind of nothing i guess essentially yeah um, no you're right that is that so is how and you're not the first artist i've heard say that either yeah um so, so it, it's it's a cool it's it's like more of a challenge i guess with with boston crowd which i like you know what i mean it, it's you gotta perform to earn a respect of a crowd and to get them to have a good time get their get their money's worth um, Absolutely. Whether, whether you're the headliner the or the opener like you gotta you gotta be able to make their night fun like, exactly like, that's that's your job that's what you're there for is to play your music show them a good time like it's it's entertaining as much as it is uh like just playing like i can't play my favorite songs you know what i mean because some of my favorite songs they don't they don't shake the crowd but like yep. lyric, lyrically they're my favorite or um just vibe wise they're my favorite but like right you gotta play what people are gonna oh. enjoy their night and you want to enjoy yourself up there too you want to play the bangers you want to uh get a little tipsy on stage here and there uh, and just enjoy the moment it's great it's a fun feeling absolutely no i i definitely like I, i'm glad you're very uh like aware enough of that because i feel like some artists they don't understand the crowd you know what i mean or they don't they'll just kind of play their favorites and you know like for example um i saw khalid at uh boston calling a few years ago and i was okay. like, he was one of the guys i was pumped to see and he played all his slow stuff man he didn't play anything like any of like his like bouncier poppier stuff yeah and it was a little disappointing because i'm like you're at a music festival like you know what I mean? like one know your audience and two you know, I mean, people were literally leaving to go line up for Eminem, and rightfully so. But like, I it was one of those things where like it just wasn't. So I, that's just one example of of that. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It's super important to understand that. But that's so dope that you were able to like get on stage at Paradise and actually like do your thing yeah. and have some kind of like a crowd there. Like yeah. I feel like and you even like would feed off the crowd too. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and you gain so much, so many more fans through that. Um, like even like the first show in New Jersey, uh, like I was really feeling the crowd energy and after, like after the show, you interact with so many people, you're gaining more of a following and those are people that are going to stick with you on this, or right. with you up on th this journey. Um, because you've made a face to face interaction with them. Like absolutely. you, you're taking the time to talk to them after a show and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, like going back to what you're saying about like reading the room and like knowing which songs to play here and there. Um, like sometimes like you also got to play, like you're playing on the fly, like you're playing it like it's a basketball game where uh, if if like the, uh, the club or if the venue says, hey, you guys only got five minutes left or five minutes left, 10 minutes left when whatever time was in your head that you were told, whatever it is, 
um, or like, oh, we got to wrap it up here. Or like you spoke too long in between certain songs. Uh, so now like time is cutting short. Like you got to make a play, say, okay, that song's not going to bang as much. That song's not going to get the crowd wild. Let's pull half of that one or pull that one out. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Like, it's almost like in-game adjustments. Yeah, you have to, absolutely. You have to just yeah. feel the crowd. You got to feel, you, <laughs> it's not an opponent. They're there to support you, but like you're. Right. Well, they could be. Yeah, you got to make your, you got to make your adjustments. Absolutely. No, I, I think that's good advice. Serial seven eight one knows what I'm talking about. Serial, that's that's a that's a homie of the show. Thank you for joining yeah. us, Serial. You're the man. He's a dog. He's a dope. He's from Lynn, bro. He's a dope artist. He is, bro. Not kidding. Like Serial's got got some really dope shit. He's got this track. He's got this track. Want it bad, right? Yeah. Are you so, yeah? So are you? I mean, I I feel like I get the sense you like a lot of like a lot of music. Are you? Yeah. Do you know a guy by I'm Michael Kiwanuka? Uh, you know a guy by Michael Kiwanuka by chance? Uh, I do not. He's, he's like a folk indie artist, and I, I'm a huge fan of his. Love him. And Suriel, like, believe it or not, or it's like very similar, but he sampled like a part of that song on this track "Wanted Bad," and it is this shit's fire, man. I mean, he's got other good stuff, too. There's another, um, how I kind of came on to him, a kid I went to high school with, who's a producer, uh, goes by the name of B-Leafs, and uh, he had, he's done some work with him a bunch, and yeah, so, I mean, that's, uh, he's, like, there's, there's more talent, really, around here, and, like, Boston, than you would ever, than I, I actually ever realized, to be honest, until I actually opened my eyes, and yeah. started doing this. Absolutely, so. and, and, and you've created such a cool platform, where, Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. No, I, like, I, I, that's why I want to come on here. Like, I respect it. Um, you've created it, like, no one, at least around here, is really doing the the whole breaking down of each song. Like, like people have kind of their music podcasts and whatnot, but, like, like you're breaking down, like, actual lyrics constantly. Uh, you're annotating everything. And, like, that is some of my friends and like my absolute favorite thing to do when listening to a song, you want to know every reason, like what each word means. You want to know every double entendre, triple entendre. You want to know like hidden meanings. You want to understand exactly who each person's talking shit about, talk, like talking about like yeah. uh, praising whoever it is. Like you, there's so many hidden, hidden meanings. And like, that's like the most fun thing about music. Uh, that like you can put that back into your own work. Uh, you can have songs that are all all over the map, but also songs that like truly mean certain experience, certain things like mm -hmm. or multiple things at once. Like uh, that's that's the coolest part for me. Yeah. No. Well, one. Thank you so much for that. I I really appreciate uh, appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, dude, it, it just comes from a place of passion, man. Because. Like I said, I, I've been a, a guy that, or a person that has been just consuming music at like a disgusting rate since I was like really young. Like I was that kid. That, I mean, I think we all were, but like, yeah, you, you I were, was that you kid. You were on hot new hip hop and before and that. Every fucking death day, day, every week. Like, oh my God. I was literally on hot new hip hop every day. I would, dude, it, it was disgusting. Like how many, I gave my parents computer like the worst virus ever oh, using yeah. LimeWire. It was, I, I would download so much shit on LimeWire 
but I'll tell, uh, I'll tell you the story. <laughs> we were we downloaded. I for, I think it was one of the Wayne mixtapes. I'm pretty positive. It yeah, was. and our parents got an email that could have been could have been a scam. No idea. Could have been a scam. They got an email from some government agency <laughs> claiming that you have been downloading boom and like it listed out the little way it was from like downloading on bear share it was like oh my god it was like next time you do this you're paying a certain fine or it was crazy unbelievable yeah. i never i never i always got away with it so so, so limewire all that like we that that is <laughs> classic uh, oh my god classic like you just because there was no changed, streaming back then it's kids, changed kids, completely kids here, oh my god kids these days got it easy man like we used to have to dig for our music. Like nobody was curating playlists. Or if you were buying a song. Oh my like, god! Talk about that. Like how pumped would you get when you get like an iTunes gift song? card? That was crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. But do, so, and then remember when they raised it to a dollar twenty nine? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, then was, and then well, because like I used to get the the iTunes gift cards all the time, right? And if you had if you got like a fifteen dollar gift card, you could get you know 15 songs right and i was like okay you know that's that's a yeah. good deal and then fucking they changed like, it to 129 like, and you could only get like whatever the matter like four music on. videos yeah <laughs> that was wild no it was awful but i used to lime wire everything and like how i kind of stiff like kind of uh, kept with it and got away with it was like i would download like my whole family music because of it like so then my, oh, mom, yeah, like, yeah. my mom like wasn't that mad at me because like, she's mad at me at first and then i was like well i can get you like whatever music you want she's like oh, all good right part. fuck it <laughs> that's a good point. uh what's up hero uh do you want to cop what what which one of my vinyls is that what you're saying oh he's saying he still cops vinyls yeah oh, oh, oh all right he's, I, misread he's this. Yo, I still cop vinyls got it dude. he's crate digging dude yeah i i mean i i've, been, I've collected vinyls for oh i mean clearly but um, for a couple of years now. So it's, uh, it's cool. I think, uh, it, it's funny how things kind of still turn around and, and, and come back like that yeah, all of a sudden, like, it's like you know. style. It's, it's just, mm -hmm. it's cool. It's cool to have. Dude, one guy, one actually I have it right here, believe it or not, I guess I'll, he probably won't care free marketing for him. But, um, my, one of the guys that I just uh, had on the show right before quarantine, Marcel Stefan, he did our intro. Like he's, he's the fucking man and he's a great artist too, bro. He's doing fucking CDs. Love that. Incredible, right? But the crazy I mean, part if, is, if you walk, if you walk in Times Square, there's still eight dudes just passing out CDs and just mixtapes. Yeah, it's oh, I got, I got, uh, I got scammed real bad in New York scared. once. Oh my god, bro! I bought this fucking dude's mixtape for like fucking ten bucks, and I fucking <laughs> this is actually a pretty funny story. I was with my buddy too. I give him a twenty, gonna change, and he fucking just booked it. Like, and just left. And, like, I have this mixtape in my hand. It was fucking blank, obviously. Like, totally scammed me. So, like, I always get sketchy. <laughs> he didn't even have the music? There was nothing on the fucking tape, dude. It was that, blank. That's tough. At, at, least, so I'm like, at least prepare your crime. That's no tough. shit. No shit. I know. First time in New York, too. Like, it was brutal. Really? But, oh, yeah. But regardless, it's, that's not it. Whatever. No no loss there. But, yeah, dude. So he, he's been selling these. Love that. So, I, I mean, I had to get one because... It's, he didn't put it on streaming services either. Smart man. That's cool. So, I like that a lot. Very dope. Very dope. So, but it's so funny because I had to friggin' use my PS4 to play it. Sure. Knox Fortune did that too, right? That was your book? No. 
Who was your boy that did the uh, just put it on CDs? Strictly on CDs. Oh, Al Davino. Yeah. One of someone he's worked with, Al Davino. Um, I don't really know too much of his stuff, but he, he did that same thing. Where he, he put it on CDs. Didn't he make, set it like a crazy price? Yeah, like basic. He tried to do like a high demand. No, wasn't it like four hundred dollars or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he set his album for like four hundred dollars or something, and like made a decent amount of money on it because like th wow. that's that's what he felt his art was worth. Um, respect, res respect, yes, but also like crazy move in this crazy industry yeah um yeah if it, I, I guess it kind of worked out for him a little bit but we'll see that's wild wow unbelievable four hundred dollars for a mixtape i don't know about that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know i'll put the price on that <laughs> i mean i don't know i guess i i don't want to i don't want to say what you know whether that's right or wrong it's obviously like you said he, he prices his art you know no that's what I'm saying. It it's, it's kind of dope yeah um so what do you say so do you have any music that you want to play for us stuff that you're listening to any stuff that you want to show us that you've done no pressure um yeah, but I do you can, have any uh, have anything that uh you want to share with with our with our people here yeah let's uh let's break down some songs let's do it man um do you want to start with one of the ones that was the fan submission you said yeah or? sure yeah uh, I don't know if little Nicky's still here. Hopefully he is, because he was on here. I guess I can't see who's actually still here uh, on this thing. All right, yeah, we'll we'll play his first. Either way, I'm, I'm going to save this regardless, so I'll, I'll send it. I'll send it to him. All right, so this is his track off his new album. It's called Rockstar Jeans. Okay, let me know if you can't hear it. Turn it down a bit. Better? Little that sounds clean. He's got a good vibe. Yeah. All right. So, um, so this again, so this uh, segment of the show. Uh, give me, again, give, me uh, give me his name again. Rockstar. So yeah, Lil Nicky. L I L, and then Nicky with two Ks. Oh, I think he actually. Okay. Yeah, I think I know who he is. I think he kind of just linked me on IG. Okay. Oh, did he? Okay. 
Um, yeah, so anyway, so for everybody that's uh, here with us, again, thank you for sticking with us and uh, joining the show. Uh, this segment, we are going to just review some songs uh, off the cup. We've had some uh, submissions from fans. Uh, if anybody wants to jump in on the conversation, if you guys like these songs, if you dislike these songs, uh, it's awesome if we get like some fan interaction as well. It was a ton of fun last time with Zafir. We are here with Trevi, if you are just joining us. And we just listened to Rockstar Jeans by Lil Nicky. Uh, he is a Boston rapper, um, just dropped his album. He's been reaching out to us back and forth. Seems like a really good dude. I like um, the vibe of this one better than the one we reviewed a few weeks ago. Um, I, know, I know you haven't heard it, but this one sounds a little bit more, definitely, it's definitely got a mainstream appeal to it. And I can see, like, the, like I said, the appeal. Um, very oozy, uh, like a little peepish, I guess, to kind of, yeah. those kind yeah. of vibes. Yeah, I was uh, I was more on that vibe of like yeah, like Juice World, um, R.I.P. Even Juice World, yeah. Like just just on that kind of just vibey, um, kind of like reverby, drowned out wave. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a cool it was a cool vibe. I, I've I definitely fucked with it. Yeah, no, I think this one's much better just in terms of, uh, yeah, just kind of the kind of son sonic cohesive uh, structure of it. I think it definitely, would, it's not something that I probably would come back and listen to a bunch. Um, it just isn't my sound. Although I will say this, I did really pick some, I, I use, I'm not a little Uzi Earth fan just at all. I just, I don't care for him. Yeah, but um, yeah, you, you're more like lyrical. I feel like. Yeah, not even like I like more just like soul, jazz, um, like live instrumentation, like stuff like that. That's really more my my kind of end of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I really like uh, I really do like this vibe. I, I think it's and I think it plays and I think there's a place for it. Um, and, and there were some songs like I was just about to say off Lil Uzi Vert's new album that I actually did, did like, believe it or not. Um, so, yeah, for what that's worth. But Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's a good track. I think we had another one. Yeah, Ian Dior. Oh, we got another one here. Ian Dior. Is that a song or a artist, Connor? And if so, what song would you like from him? While we're getting back to him, do you have uh, do you have anything you want to play, Trev? Uh, bro, I thought you were calling me Connor. You know that's my real name. Oh, well, that's right. That is your first name. No, Connor. Different. different. There's a Connor so in, the, in the chat. That's I'm hilarious. sorry. That's hilarious. Oh, my no, God. That, no. is, that actually... I, <laughs> that's awesome. I actually didn't realize that. I forgot about that. Yeah. What's up, Sean? Yeah. No, no, one, uh, no one wants to listen to a rapper named Connor. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I totally forgot that was your first name. Yeah. I completely I'll, slipped uh, my mind. I'll, uh, I'll play something. Um, sure. Here. Because you already... Oh, you already threw the Wimbledon on um, on the podcast, and and so, play it. No, no, no. I'm saying yeah. you, I'm saying you already played it. Let's. Uh, oh yeah, let's, I did. Play let's, play, let's play. Let's play something a little like deeper in the album that like uh, most people probably wouldn't hear unless they're like watching. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Throw something on it on a deeper, deeper cut. All right. Let me just hook this up here. Awesome. I have to get my sound man over here. <laughs> T-Rail. Well, good thing. Doing, good thing he's right next to you. Uh, no, it should just died on me. That's what it is. 
I'll just connect it to the... Uh, Should I just connect it to the big speakers? Yeah. Ah, uh, here we go. Nah, I'm connecting it. Now What's I'm... up, Sean? Sean, my, my buddy Sean's about to, like, tell us to listen to some Riff Raff or Antonio Brown or some shit. Riff Raff? Antonio <laughs> Brown. <laughs> you know Antonio Brown raps? He's terrible. Dude, the video is heat, though. <laughs> I never... I can't speak to that. I didn't see the video. It was just... It was just him wiling out in a... Uh, and like some gold chains and like like he had like a like a bathrobe on or something you know what i mean like he was, he was going crazy guys guys are psycho man all right let's see if uh let's see what we can get here all right i'm gonna play this song called no glory so boring and all right uh, let's hear it kind of give me i don't think i've heard this one kind of give me the same thing like volume wise let me know um so this gotcha. song was this song was off uh my album uh, little luck, lot of heart that we dropped. The one we were talking about with the with the baby pic on it. Um, at least I didn't. It's, draw, it's an adorable photo, by the way. At least I didn't. So I peaceful didn't, sleeping. I, at least I didn't draw like the the Wayne tattoos, like like his his young photos. <laughs> a lot of people use it. I don't know. Uh, I I I was I like the nostalgia of that one. Um, but I like so, I like the album the cover, man. I, I do. So this one was off of that track. It was the second to last track. Um, I got. I kind of, I, I tried to go like, like you think of like some of like Drake's greatest songs, right? Like you think of um, just like the songs that are on the albums that are just unbelievable, but they don't get the radio recognition. Like I'm talking. Yep. Um, oh, absolutely. I'm an album listener, man. That's, and that's for that reason. I'm talking like, look what you've done for me. Like, like things like that. Like just amazing yep. vibes like that. Um, and deep, so. Deep cuts. Yep. Yep. And so I, I was kind of going for those vibes. And also uh, on that same wave, I, I kind of used uh, like two voicemails as like where almost a chorus would go. Uh, uh, one from, I used one from my pops and one from uh, my best friend. And make sure you tune in to Hour 2 with Trevi, available on YouTube and all podcast streaming services. Turn, 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 turn. Turn, 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 turn